All right, here we are. Third podcast. What are we going to name this thing? I haven't just we haven't discussed. I keep further. waiting for you to have like the perfect revelation, the breakthrough. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to come. But right now, it's the Calvary Podcast. My name is Anthony Russo, I'm the social media coordinator at Calvary Church. I'm here with Dr. Willie Rice, Pastor Willie. Uh, we're here to we're here again. Third Absolutely. week. Absolutely good to be here and enjoying this. We are right now uh, recording this podcast on our staff retreat, uh, which is a really sweet time. We're all together spending. Uh, two and a half days, roughly, uh, together. It's pretty great. Right. It's a, a planning time when our team gets away uh, for a couple of days. And uh, so uh, we're just kind of pulling away here for a few minutes in the middle of a, a already busy day. But uh, good opportunity to chat together and reflect on the weekend and uh, talk about uh, some of the things we learned and how to apply those. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, this last weekend was uh, CCHS Day. Uh, at our in our services, that's where Calvary Christian High School students led worship, um, and I I was it was incredible. They did an incredible job. You know, Anthony, we're really proud of our school. Uh, there are so many things that we can rejoice in at Calvary, but this is a great opportunity to give a shout out uh, at Calvary Christian High School because what has happened is really extraordinary yeah. over the last few years to see it grow to 665 students uh, this year. And uh, we try to have a day every year, at least one, where we really have the kids uh, leading in worship with a praise and worship team. That was on our Clearwater campus. So maybe not everybody on all of our campuses had that same experience, but we had a a great number of CCHS students. And uh, it's just incredible to see the leaders that are coming up out of that. And it's part of our vision to raise up 150 champions for the next generation to lead in Christian ministry, and our school is a big, big part of that. Yeah, they were, they really were, I feel like that's kind of the boilerplate after you have students do things like, oh, they did a great job. They were really extraordinary. They were great. Uh, At one point in the service, my wife leaned over to me and was like, I I don't remember when we were in high school, nobody was this good at music. They were, they're excellent. And by the way, our football team is four and one also. So, uh, We're we're very happy about that. We got that. Another <laughs> Need to slide that in. Another there. important note. Yeah, a very yeah. important note. <laughs> um, so, but it got me wondering. Uh, in high school, were you were you on the worship team? No, I actually played. Um, and many people don't know this. Uh, I played the trumpet uh, in a band, and I uh, wasn't very good. However, so no, they. But we had youth choirs back in those days. Everybody was in youth choir. It didn't yeah. matter whether you could sing or had any talent. You um, you um, you were just involved. It was it was part of it. So yes, I was in youth choirs, but uh, no, I wasn't nearly as talented, nor am I now as uh, those students were. Yeah. Did you did you were you on the marching band with yeah, your I did with the, the trumpet? I did some in high school. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, uh, I didn't know that. Really bad. Yeah. Our uh, church I grew up in, we had a killed a kids choir uh-huh. that was called All God's Children, and they had to rename it because they were having to tell kids you you didn't make the you didn't make it. So you really it wasn't all God's. So children. you so you're Some not one of all God's children. <laughs> and so yeah, in our day, no one got cut from youth choir. Uh, although certainly some of us should have been. Probably. <laughs> Did you ever do a puppet? Ministry? Did you ever get caught? In I don't think I ministry? ever did puppet ministry. I did do handbell ministry. That was a thing for a, a while when I was a kid at Calvary. You know, they had handbells, and uh, occasionally there would be some push to get uh, students doing handbells. And I was a kid who signed up for everything. I just thought that's how you did church. You did everything. Yeah. And um, so I actually uh, had a time or two at the handbells, but but fortunately, 
or unfortunately, I guess, depending on your opinion, uh, those have been sold and they're long gone. <laughs> we got to bring them back. I, I don't. There's not a huge chance that's going to happen. <laughs> this is, that's going to be our. That's going to be our big ticket item for Christmas this year. <laughs> Pastor Willie. Yeah, he's one man handbell choir. <laughs> I don't. I don't think anybody wants to hear that. Well, um, we a message was was again uh, incredible this weekend. We're continuing in the Thy Kingdom Come series. Walking through uh, Matthew 13, a parable that was two parables. It was two very short parables mm-hmm. this week. It was the um, the mustard seed, the mustard seed, and then the leaven, and yep. the leaven being mixed, a little bit of leaven being worked through the entire dough. And it was a great message. The importance of small things um, was the impetus of the message. Uh, and we talked about how God's kingdom operates in that way. In that, a lot of times there are um, there are things that may not seem real big or real significant, and these are these are incredibly vital things. And it it got me thinking, so we didn't have a lot of time. Obviously, when you do a message, you got to go in one direction. But this is also, I think, really true in a personal way. Um, a lot of times we aspire to do great things, which is, which is good. Obviously, we should have goals. We should have dreams. I think now maybe more than any time in history, there's an encouragement to pursue. You want to start a, a business or write a book or start a podcast, you should name it before you start it, but you can go <laughs> ahead and do that. Um, but I think sometimes we, uh, we, will, we will aspire to those great things and miss the small things. Right. And every, all of us have an opportunity to, make, to do the right thing with the small things. A, a quote from your message was, what if we stopped worrying about the things we can't control? And we start focusing on those things that God's got in our life right now. The things we can control. You know, there's a saying, people miss the forest for the trees, uh, or they can't see the forest for the trees. I think sometimes we can't see the trees for the forest. You know, we're trying to, you know, we we look at such a big picture. We want to talk about the big thing. People are worried about the nation. They're worried about all kinds of huge things. And, And I'm not saying we should be unconcerned or unengaged. Right. But... Uh, again, people worry about the nation, but they don't worry about their neighbors. Mm-hmm. Uh, they worry about the direction of the country and are unconcerned about the people they could interact with and and people they could influence. And and sometimes in looking at big things, we miss the small things. Mm-hmm. I, I, there's a quote, I don't know who said it, not everyone can do great things, but everyone can do small things in a great way. Mm-hmm. And truthfully, when you look at people who do great things, it's usually because they did small things in a great way, small things that were heroic, small things that were strategic, and they didn't even know they were doing great things in history. Sometimes it's they just did the right thing. They did a small thing. Rosa Parks doesn't sit, you know, in the seat on the bus she's told to. That's Mm. a small thing. But look what it set in motion. Mm. A small, courageous act begins to inspire people. And you never know. Here's the deal. Did she know that day that she's going to do something that is going to, in essence, kind of set off a civil rights movement? No, she just did a small thing. Mm. It was a courageous thing, and I, I don't mean to minimize it, but it seemed like a, you know, it wasn't like she was doing some huge political thing that was going to garner attention, and yet she entered the history books right. because of a small thing. And I think it says to us, what are the small things you can do today mm. that it maybe or maybe not will ever be noticed. It doesn't really matter. But when you do enough small things in a great way, you end up doing some great things. Yeah, absolutely. A couple of things that came to mind, just wanted to get your thoughts on. These are just areas jumped out at me and I thought might make for a good chat. 
Um, how about small, some small things we can do within our family? Uh, now, family situations can obviously look different, um, but just small things that we could do inside of our families to make an impact. Right. And I mean, there are any number, I suppose, you know, but you just think about, um, you know, you say, well, boy, I want a better family or I want better kids. Well, what's the small thing that can be done? It may be investing more time in kids. It may be a small adjustment in your schedule. It may be, uh, uh, you know, having a prayer time once in a while. Um, people want, a, you know, their marriage to be better. They want to fix their spouse. You know, when they come to the pastor, law, well, fix my wife, fix his attitude. Well, you know what? You, you can't fix people, first of all. Um, but you can do some small things better. And there are good marriages are made up of, um, of a bunch of small habits mm-hmm. that people just do well. And they do them over and over again. And they seem like small things, but they end up big things. We're spending some time with my dear friend, uh, Charles Lowry, this week. Mm-hmm. One of the things that Charles taught me years ago that uh, I have taught many, many young couples is, you know, how to have a 3D relationship dialogue every day, Mm -hmm. date every week. Sometimes I say every month, but make sure you have a regular date night and then depart once a season. Depart means get out of town, Mm -hmm. a 3D relationship. Now, those are small things, Mm -hmm. but if you build like that rhythm into your relationship, I promise you, you'll end up having a great relationship. It's one of the things. It's one of the small things that can help your relationship be great. So you, you want a great relationship. It, 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 it's not like some magic dust that's going to change your spouse's attitude. Start doing some small things to improve communication, some small things to help out. Mm-hmm. You know, a husband wants his wife's attitude to change. Well, maybe, hey, if you did the dishes once in a while, you mm-hmm. know, maybe if you did a small thing, maybe if you communicated that you want to help. Um, sometimes a simple, small step can have a great impact. And I, I think great families, great marriages are made up of people who do the small things well. Absolutely. I think, too, of uh, the season we're in, um, we have a one-year-old in our house and a four-year-old in our house. And it's just it's just a grind every day. Right. You know, you get up and you're exhausted by the end of it. It's a complete grind. And you can think, uh, I'm not doing big things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's... I'm speaking to all my young parents out there, and I think you're in the middle of a really big thing. It just looks like a, it looks like a bunch of small mm-hmm. things. How you handle this tantrum? Right. How you get the the food into this kid <laughs> every day? Um, it's, it's a thousand small things, but you're you're setting boundaries in their life. You're surrounding them with love. Mm-hmm. You're you're surrounding them. You're you're instilling wisdom into them. You're creating moments. When you pray and when you counsel or when you're, you're talking to them and lessons that you don't even think are getting in there, mm-hmm. I promise you, they're getting in there. Yeah. And then they come out a couple of years later and you go, well, how did you know that? Well, yeah. they, they watched you. Mm-hmm. They heard you. So it's doing small things every day that end up uh, making a great difference. Yeah, I think I think I come off it after this, but I think it's the I think it's a C.S. Lewis quote. The children are not a distraction from the work, they're the greatest work. That's a good line. Uh, I want to say that C.S. Lewis, but it's it's so good. Young parents out there, I'm with you. I see you out there. I don't see you. This is a podcast. <laughs> um, uh, so the next thing, uh, where you work? How about in your uh, your workplace? So same thing. You know, same thing. It's people. <clears throat> they we want to do heroic things, right? We want to change the world. We need to start with the small things we can change. You know. 
you might not change the world, but you might, you know, show up on time. You know, uh, that's a that seems like a small thing. It's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might, uh, you know, improve one discipline, one area. You might read one book that's going to help you be more effective. Focus on the thing you can control. And um, the people who are effective are the people who do the little things really well. They just add up over time. Mm-hmm. You, this person has always got a good attitude. They're always on time. They're always they're, they're reliable. Bunch of small stuff ends up making big stuff. And a line I, that comes to mind that goes along with that, I think Rick Warren said years ago, we tend to we tend to overestimate what we can do in a year. We tend to underestimate what we can do in ten years. And what that means is when people start setting goals. It's like, oh, by in the next year, I am going to change the world by X. You know, we overestimate that. But we underestimate what can be done in, say, 10 years mm. if we just do little things well. Just do little things well. And instead of just trying to change the world, maybe how about just changing your life by, by just f- focusing on a few things you can do better? Mm-hmm. And do those things really well and then watch. And over time, you're going to be surprised at how much you can accomplish. Yeah, I think about uh, that's so great. I, I have a friend who owns a business in Orlando. And uh, I think about people that own businesses and the way they treat their employees and the way they run a business. Right. And the testimony that that is to the community, to the other business owners, to the employees and their friends. You know, you think, uh, you know, that it has to be this kind of like over the top spiritual thing, but it might just be how you care for the people at your workplace, the kind of worker or boss or employee that you are. And you can't, I tell you what you can't put in. And I, there's so many stories I, I want to share and, you know, but, but I, I'm thinking of stories of, of, of the really superstar people in our organization, whether it's our school, or our church, I'm thinking of uh, uh, a lady who works in our school and it's just been, an, she's a superstar. And when I watch her, it's, it isn't just any one thing that makes her extraordinary. It's a bunch of little things that she does right. all the time. Mm-hmm. And she knows when, if you've got a meeting, you can't have the flimsy paper plates that look, you know, like, you know, you, you pulled them out of somewhere. It's they, you've got to have the nicer plates. Right. Okay. She's the person who goes, no, you can't have those paper plates. You got to have the nicer ones. Yeah. Now, most of us could care less. But in her mind, in those events, that, that makes a difference. Mm-hmm. Now, you add that up 100 times, 100 decisions like that. And it's a game changer. That's right. It's not just one decision. It's a l- bunch of little decisions about doing things much better. And when you do it that way, you end up making a huge, huge difference. Yeah, um, that's so true. I, I Real quickly, there's a clip uh, a couple years ago, maybe two years ago now, Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Cowboys, went to throw a water cup in the trash can. Did you ever see that clip? No, I don't, I don't think I did. He's sitting on the, on the bench on the sideline, defense is out there, he goes to throw a cup in the trash can and he misses. And he gets up and he walks over, he picks it up and he throws it away. And I thought, I what, a, what a glimpse of like, this is a guy, there's NFL sideline, there's a hundred people wandering around with nothing yep, to do. Yep. And he's the quarter starting quarterback of the team. And he got up and he put away his own trash. I've, I've, that's, a, that's like a burned in my it's, mind it's thing. A great, it's a great image. Just do it right. Do the just, little things. Just put the garbage in the garbage can. Just do it right. <laughs> yeah. All right. My last one, uh, I am the social media coordinator here. So of course I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to incorporate this one. How about if you do have a social media presence, if you're on mm-hmm. Facebook or Instagram or, uh, Snapchat for those super youngins listening to our podcast. Right. Uh, what is Snapchat? That's like a thing out there. 
It's out there. Yeah, I it's, know. I it, know. <laughs> Actually, I've never been on it, though, but I've heard of it. Um, no, this is great. And I didn't, you know, that's not, social media is kind of an extra language for my generation. We're learning it, whereas a younger generation, it's, uh, you know, it's prevalent, pervasive. Um, but all of us, it's part of our world now. How do you communicate? And I'm glad you say this because I have brought this topic up. It's been a pet peeve of mine to watch Christians, and, and I don't know if this is where you want to go with this, but I'm going to go with it. It's to watch Christians on their social media um, not really be thinking about the most important thing, which mm-hmm. is our testimony for Christ and the furtherance of the gospel. And so we use these platforms, and I, it's fine to use them to, you know, show pictures of your cat and show, you know, I, I, fine. Okay, I get that. We all have fun with that. I talk about my favorite team. You know, yeah. it's all fun. Uh, and, and it helps us get to know one another better. But I'm particularly concerned when we have a vitriol, the mm-hmm. political uh, acrimony in our culture is, is just ripe with this. And again, I'm not asking people to be disengaged politically. I Mm -hmm. want people to be engaged politically. I want them to be knowledgeable and thoughtful. We've got a lot of important issues out there. But there's a difference between being engaged and knowledgeable and effective and being mean Mm -hmm. and being unkind and repeating things just because you hear them in your own tribal bubble and you assume they must, in fact, be true. Uh, And so you just repeat them and Mm -hmm. repeat them. And it just adds to the noise out there. Yeah. And it does seem a little bit overwhelming, like, you know, what 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 difference can I make? You know what? I, I, I If somebody's listening to this podcast, my encouragement was, is, again, don't worry about what you can't control. Worry about what you can control. What's yeah. on your Facebook? What's on your Twitter? What's on Snapchat? What's on Instagram? Is it, does it reflect? I'm, I'm not, again, I'm not trying to be self-righteous or, or have a harsh judgmental standard here, but I just would ask you, does it reflect the gospel? Mm-hmm. Does it reflect our relationship with Christ? Does it reflect love for other people? Are we, you know, um, you know, are we, are we sniping at others? Are we mean-spirited? Are we sarcastic? Mm-hmm. Um, would somebody look at our social media feeds and be drawn to want to know more about the Christ we serve mm-hmm. as opposed to being repulsed because of our arrogance and anger? I think that's a huge question. Yeah, and I think uh, obviously a space I live in um, professionally and for fun, but uh, it's something that I think it's it's— Everyone needs to know that your behavior at this at this stage in 2019, you can say this is right or you can say this is wrong, but your behavior and your and people's thoughts of you, what we would maybe call your testimony, is an accumulation of a lot of different things. And this is one of those things. So if you are a lovely person in person, but boy, online, you are nasty and you are sharing really, really just hateful things. This is all combining to be what the whole Mm. thing. So, again, Focus of this podcast really the is just the little things. It's right. just how do you handle these li- these. And we've all seen we've all seen Anthony the stories that I, honestly I think are unfair. It's gotten it's gotten crazy now. Mm-hmm. Um, of and this is particularly for any young people listening to us. You, you know you can say something, 
You can retweet something that you just think is funny. You can repeat a joke you've heard. It can come back on you 10, 15 years later. I don't really think that's fair. Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm just glad Twitter wasn't around when I was a teenager. I mean, can you imagine all the stupid things? You and your handbell you know, boys? Yeah, yeah right, right. Tearing you know? up the town? Oh, it was unbelievable. And, uh, you know, but who hasn't said stupid things? That's yeah. just part of the human condition. Right. Most people are just smart enough not to put them online. But, you know, you get a 15-year-old kid, mm-hmm. and with no disparaging the 15-year-olds who may be listening to me now, but you just, you're not thinking about what it's like to be 30 and trying to get a job. Yeah. So you pop off a joke that your buddies are throwing around, it's going to come back to haunt you. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think that's fair. I, I, I care more about what somebody feels today. Mm-hmm. I, I, there's a lot of people at 30 who would go, I said some really stupid things at 15, and I've grown up a lot, and I think you ought to cut them some grace. I, I want to know where they are today. Yeah. But the reality is, here's another cautionary tale. Small things add up. Mm-hmm. And the tweet, and the text you sent out, the Snapchat you know that you, you sent out, that can come back to hurt you in a big way. Mm-hmm. So be mindful of the small things. Little things. Little things add up. Well, that's going to be it for our podcast. If you uh, didn't catch our uh, the message from this last weekend, we're going to make that available in the description. We'll put the texts that we referenced in there as well, and I'll put a video clip to Dak Prescott throwing his water cup <laughs> in the trash. It'll be but the most exciting. But not me playing handbells. But no not, video not of that. Unless I can find it. Then no, that has been destroyed. I, I'm confident. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for our podcast this week. Uh, we'll be back next week. All right. Look forward to it.